It's National Adoption Awareness Month, and I love adoption. So, today's episode is all about adoption. Today, instead of telling my story, because I did that last month when we celebrated our five-year gotcha day, um, I am going to be um, doing a little Mythbusters episode. There are a lot of myths about adoption or um, not information being spread amongst the internet. So um, I am going to just kind of tell you there are some myths and what I learned and give you the truth about adoption. Welcome to the Hot Mess Mama Club Chit Chat. I'm your host, LA, and together we journey through the mayhem and momentous messes of motherhood. All right, so the first um, myth is perfection. So all the time I hear, oh, we're not perfect, so we can't adopt. And you guys, this floors me because there is no such thing as perfection. But all the time I hear, I am a single parent, so I can't adopt. Um, I am in a same-sex relationship, so I can't adopt. I am married to someone of a different race, so I can't adopt. We are not religious, so we can't adopt. We um, live far away from our family, so we can't adopt. We live in a small two-bedroom apartment, so we can't adopt. We live in a bad school district, so we can't adopt. Um, Same-sex marriage, we can't adopt. Like You guys, all of these things are just so far from the truth. Okay. First of all, adoption is not asking you to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfection. And they're not looking for the perfect family because that doesn't exist. They are not going to pull up to your house and say, oh, no, you don't have the white picket fence and the lush green lawn and the cute golden retriever and the Volvo in the driveway. So it's a no. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for a willing family that has love to give. And you have to give if you live in a mansion or if you live in a small two-bedroom apartment. You have love to give if you're a single parent or on your fifth marriage. You have love to give if you have one kid or a hundred kids. You have love to give regardless of the gender or race of your partner. You have love to give, and that is all they're looking for. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a background check involved, and you do have to have somewhat of a perfect record. And I don't mean that to scare you off. I'm not saying if when you were 21, you drunkenly got a a dumb DUI, and that's somewhere hanging out on your record, and now you're 35. And that's not what I'm saying. I am saying, though, that if you do have somewhat of a criminal record regarding, um, like, child molestation or felony drug charges, then you're right. You may not be the perfect candidate, but uh, I'm talking about typical people that think that just because their life doesn't fit into what society deems as the perfect box, that they are not perfect for adoption. And that is not true. That is the farthest thing from truth. So I want you to understand that your family doesn't have to be perfect to adopt. Nobody is perfect. 
Jimmy and I had not even been married for an entire year. In fact, we got married in October and we were meeting with a social worker in February. So if that shows you that we were talking about adoption, what, six months-ish into our marriage, we weren't even married a year and we were ready to adopt. So we were young. We had like no money and we drove Fords for crying out loud. Like, I don't think. Fords are in the perfect box bubble, but whatever we, we are not the prize is that perfection is not required. So please, that myth is not true. Perfection is not required for adoption. The second myth is that adoption is expensive and flat out that statement is not true. Now I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that adoption is cheap. Adoption can be expensive. But there are ways that adoption can be affordable. So first out, like their adoption can be expensive if you adopt privately and you do a newborn adoption. Like, yes, that is expensive. And the numbers you've heard are true. A private adoption is, is typically expensive. But there are attorneys involved and there's a lot of legal stuff and Legal stuff costs money, but um, they do. Off, there are so many great organizations out there that offer um, grant matching. So they'll get, they'll grant you money, like every dollar that you fundraise, they will match it. That's really awesome. Or if fundraising is not your thing, there are organizations out there that just give grants um, that'll just give you money for adopting. Um, in fact, like the government is even nice and they give you um, a tax credit and it's like $15,000. So that's really nice. And um, there are loan companies out there that give low interest or zero interest loans to families that are adopting. And um, I do know someone who personally used an adoption loan and the terms were like, super easy. It wasn't like pay this back in a year or anything like that. And it wasn't an unreasonable amount. Um, so I do know that those loan, there are loans out there that are, um, you're able to afford the monthly payment if you can't afford the entire adoption expense. So, um, and another alternative is foster care. Um, I don't know much about foster care, so I don't want to say too much. But from what I gather is that foster care adoption is funded through the government, the state and um, federal government. And they pay, they have their own attorneys. The foster care system has their own attorneys. So they kind of take care of that cost for you. And um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really 100% sure on the... um, Minor, or the, oh, this is stupid. The third myth is also perfection. And I recognize that the first myth was perfection. So here we are again with perfection. And this time I want to talk about, there's this myth that talks about perfection in the other direction. People have misconceptions that the people who place their children for adoption are the farthest thing from perfection. People have it in their head that the only people who place their children for adoption are drug addicted, homeless, 
not working, just in bad places in their lives. And that is simply not true. There are people who are just like me and you that work normal nine to five hours, have stable jobs, who have never seen a drug in their life, who place their children for adoption. And so any idea you have in your head of what you think these birth mothers are like, I would like you to just erase and just know that these are women and families and from all walks of life. And so whatever idea you have of birth mothers, please just erase it and just know, just think of your neighbor because that could be someone who a child for adoption. So that is the first one. The second, this is like a part two perfection myth. So the other perfection part is a, also a negative. I think that um, the kids and babies that are placed for adoption are the farthest thing from perfect. Um, I hear all the time, why would I want to adopt a drug addicted baby? Why would I adopt from foster care? All of those are just teenagers with issues. And you guys, that is not true. That is so not true. And I know that that is really hard to hear from me because I sit here and tell you I've adopted and oh, by the way, my kid has special needs. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you that not every kid placed for adoption has some sort of special issue. So I realize that that is really hard to digest coming from me. But I want you to believe me when I say who adopt an infant. Yes, some of them are drug addicted, but not all of them. And if you choose to adopt, your child doesn't have to be drug addicted either. You make the decision on if you are open to a baby exposed to drugs or not. And if that's not something that you can handle, then your baby that you adopt will not have drug addiction. If you are not open to special needs, then you will not see situations that have a special need child involved and you won't adopt a special needs child. Yes, when you scroll through foster care, typically there are older children and some of them do have needs. But I'd like to remind you that there are also mothers who have biological children that have special needs as well. You are just as likely to have a child born naturally to you with special needs as you are to adopt one with special needs. So I would like to say that this whole idea of only babies and kids with, with needs, special needs, are placed for adoption, that is so far from true. And please get that out of your head because that is not true. So again... Perfection, the reverse of perfection. What is the opposite of perfection? Like the the worst of the 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 worst birth, the worst mothers and the worst kids are all that's involved in adoption, and that is not true. These are very strong women who come from all walks of life and are of all age groups and all nationalities and all religion and yada, yada. These are all kinds of women that make these, these really hard decisions. And then these are kids. Then these kids have, some are born drug addicted, but some are not. And some are born with heart defects and some are not. And some develop ADHD and some do not. And 
some are born with physical ailments and some are not. And and that is just how life is. Um, so please do not think that adoption is just per, like perfection is required of you, but then is not involved the other way. If that makes sense. I don't know of a better way to say that. Um, I want to say it right, but I don't know of a, of the best way to say that. And I've literally recorded this segment like five times because I want to get it right. But all that to say is that the, the idea of perfection being involved anywhere in adoption and the idea of non-perfection being involved in adoption is simply not true. And I hope I said this correctly to where it makes sense. And if I didn't, I apologize, but, um, I got really emotional on some of my other recordings where I was trying to explain to you about kids with special needs are not the only kids in foster care and um, realized that I got off on a soapbox. So I'm going to say it's just not true. And I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. All right. I apologize for that last segment. I literally recorded that like nine times and nothing ever came out the way I wanted it to. And I have talking points and I tried to stick to them. But every time this issue of special needs kids comes up, I just get really defensive and I end up going off on like a soapbox slash tangent. And I also get really defensive over the birth mothers because I don't want them to ever get a bad rap or stigma attached to them because regardless of their lifestyle or how they, what they do for a living or what they look like or whatever, they are women who have made really, really, really tough decisions. So I think that before we, that their lifestyle shouldn't matter as much as we respect their decision. Like who cares what your lifestyle is? And let's talk about how strong of a mom and woman you must be to be able to make a decision like that. And then in regards to special needs kids, um, I obviously am partial to them and um, defend them, but I also don't want people thinking that only special needs kids are available for adoption or are placed for adoption because that is simply not true. And if you are, are unable to care for a special needs child. And that is perfectly fine to say that you are not capable of doing it. Um, just know that you don't have to see those situations. When, when we went through the adoption process, you know, we go through and list the things that we are capable of dealing or that we are open to and anything that we were not open to, we did not see a situation for. So I would like to just kind of remind you that, um, Adoption is also on your terms and, um, and that I, I, I'm getting back off on my soapbox. I'm going to wrap that up. Um, all right. So next week, I'm just going to leave this one alone. I I'm sorry. This, this episode ended up being way more emotional than I anticipated. Um, in fact, I typically record standing up so that I can move and be animated. I'm, I'm, I like to talk with my hands and this, um, after I started recording the first segment, I ended up having to sit down. And I, so I guess that's how I know this is serious is like, I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm focused, I'm trying to be serious. Um, but nonetheless, next week, our episode is our um, last episode of November. So that is our mom of the month. And remember, we started a new format where we're doing a virtual mom's night out. 
And if you want to be a part of that virtual mom's night out, we would love to have you. All you have to do is go over to the Hot Mess Mama Club Facebook group, and you can get all the details on how to join us on our virtual mom's night out. We take that virtual mom's night out, we record it, and then we dump it here and it becomes our mom of the month podcast. So that will be next week. And if you want to join us, head over to Facebook and join the group and we'll chat with you at the mom's night out. Thanks for listening to today's chit chat. We'll be back with a new mess to discuss next week. Until then, head over to hotmessmamaclub.com to submit your hot mess stories, become an official member of the club, or connect with other hot mess mamas. As always, stick with kindness. Thank you.